The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain. And after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets who were before you. The Gospel of the Lord. I believe in the communion of saints. In a few moments, we will stand and say that together as we renew our baptismal covenant in solidarity with Griffin Allen and J. Bard Dewing, God's beloved children who will be baptized this morning. We hope. <laughs> what is the communion of saints into which we initiate these little sons of God? And why do we celebrate the Feast of All Saints with such great joy. When I was a child, just a little older than Griffin, I learned from the catechism about the communion of saints. In the exuberance of this feast, with its glorious hymns and heartfelt remembrances, and this morning with the joy of the baptism of two little saints, my heart recalls those early lessons. The communion of saints is vast, encompassing all people of faith who have ever lived, whoever will live. I pictured it as set out in a three-tiered universe, the saints in heaven, the saints on earth, and the saints below the earth. The saints in heaven are the heroes and sheroes of the faith whose stories are legendary. We revere their likenesses, at least in the chapel, in stained glass and icons, and in some places in statues. These famous ones are honored on their own feast days and written up in books. Their insights and service and devotion are a continual inspiration. But note well, these saints in heaven do not merely rest. Heaven is not a rest home for the saved. Indeed, even from eternity, they seek our good. 
from their place near to the heart of God. They pray for us. If we had ears to hear, we might catch their holy murmur right now. O awesome maker of all things seen and unseen, give these precious children the gift of joy and wonder. The saints on earth are everywhere, still on the way, still in the fray. Their stories are not yet finished. They still run the race. Sometimes they stumble. Occasionally they fall flat on their faces. But then, like the regularly foolish but indestructibly loyal St. Peter, they get up again and get back in the running. Jesus spoke about the saints on earth in the Sermon on the Mount. The hunger and thirst for justice. Not revenge, but right relation. They are pure of heart, their love unalloyed, their knowledge and kindness clear. They mourn with soft hearts, receptive even where love opens a tsunami of sorrow. They are the poor to whom Jesus dedicates the reign of God. They are the meek who will inherit the earth in Christ's kingdom. Although they may be reviled and persecuted, they don't turn back. And blessings come to all through these living saints who are the salt of the earth, the light of the world. These saints are everywhere, only occasionally in a spotlight, most often known to only a few or to God alone. They are we. We are here. One is sitting on your right, one on your left. You yourself are among the saints. The saints under the earth. Some have passed on before God was entirely finished with them. They may still have some rough edges or blind spots to heal. They may be both of us, most of us. On the evidence, I'd be among them, partly bad and partly good, who live by, by what we partly understood. Perhaps we are not quite ready to present themselves whole and entire before the God of justice and love. In the picture world of my catechism theology, they were in purgatory, a kind of halfway house for those still making their way to spiritual freedom. William Blake, the English poet, offered that we are put on earth to learn to bear the beams of love. And that's not as easy as it sounds because so many obstacles to clear-hearted love arise, both from within us and from the world. Be that as it may, I've heard that Catherine of Siena, when faced with this medieval teaching on purgatory, said that passing through such fire, we are transformed and made free at last to live without reserve in the burning love of God, all else consumed and fallen away from us.
Who can say but that sinners, too, are on their way to heaven? Maybe in God's merciful justice, a time will come when they take their place alongside all the saints in joy. But this is all speculation. What the Bible tells is what you heard this morning. I saw a great multitude that no one can count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the land. That is the destination and the destiny of all the saints, however God gets us there. And note well, even that old theology makes provision for this. As the saints in heaven intercede for us on earth, the saints on earth intercede for those under the earth. In solidarity with them, we act and pray that we might shoulder some of their burden in order that they may sooner be free. Well, all of this is what I absorbed as a child about the communion of saints. And recalling these lessons now, I recognize that the images are childlike, and I've learned more about the historical controversies over intercessory prayer, one person praying for another, that gave rise to abuses like the selling of indulgences to line church coffers from the meager wallets of simple believers. So I've learned to be more discerning about intercessory prayer. Moreover, and much more happily, we've all learned that the cosmos is infinitely more complex than a three-tiered notion of heaven and earth and under the earth. The view through the Hubble telescope of universes of universes has replaced that of Galileo's simpler instrument that focused on a sun-centered cosmos, which itself overturned the human-centered flat-earth cosmos of pre-modern times. Wonders never will cease. Theology must always grow in wonder. All the same, enduring insights are conveyed by these images. The heart of a child understands the meaning, even though intellectual concepts must always be revised. That heart can comprehend that the circle is unbroken. We are connected profoundly, essentially, eternally to those whom we love but see no longer. The heart understands that by the power of the Spirit in this life or beyond, we are made whole, our relationships made right and complete. And the heart understands that it is our joy and freedom now and forever to seek the good of the others. Because our common good is to share in holy life, holy love. These core lessons are ratified by our remembrances today of those who have died. And they are celebrated in our songs of joy and praise in welcoming Griffin and Jay into this community that participates in the cosmic communion of love. For right through the midst of the community of all who have ever lived, 
in faith, and God alone knows their number. Our love supreme courses like a mighty river, washing away every stain, refreshing dry, parched lips, watering new seeds and nurturing young shoots, greening fresh growth, and releasing the deep creativity at the heart of everything. That river of living water is so in flood that it spills its banks to water all people, all beings, everywhere. Water, as many know, is our symbol of the Holy Spirit. The water that soon will be poured into that fount and that will splash on Jay and Griffith's foreheads is a sign of the, ho- of the presence of the Holy Spirit who Jesus promised would abide in us, among us, to the end of time. This living water is the divine power that creates and sustains and renews the communion of saints and all that is. So now let us come with Griffin and Jay to the water's edge as they will plunge into the mystery of the dying and rising of Christ and be raised to the new life of grace to be counted from today on among all the saints.